This is Hank for the Wildflower Bee Farm. Your report for Sunday, January 10th, 2021. Well, actually, the days are getting longer. We sort of cross over. We're into January now. The next two weeks, as far as temperature, looks like it's going to be okay. It'll go down to minus 7 to 10 at night, but during the day we'll be up at freezing or above, so it's not going to be terribly cold. I'm sure February will bring its usual bouts of horrific cold, but so far everything's fine, and the 10 or 11 sensors that are telling us humidity tells us that the highs are doing okay, with the exception of one where I'm a little concerned with the level of humidity, and I've talked about it before, our pine grove hive, and it may be the way at the the um, sensor is placed, I'm not sure, but uh, I'm a little worried about that hive. This is this is the kind of week where we did some thermal imaging, and if you go to wildflowerbeefarm.com, you're going to see the the video we just I just downloaded on on four hives uh, that had internal temperature and humidity monitor, monitors, and then I thermal imaged as well to look at you know perhaps we can decide where the cluster is, and, and the problem was that one of the hives had a internal temperature anywhere from 10 to 15 degrees yesterday when it was minus eight outside in the morning. And so a couple of questions. I mean, you wonder the other hives, so that was a, 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 a deep and a medium. So there were two boxes there, a deep and a medium. Then we have a hive with a deep and two mediums. It's our only three box hive going into the winter. And beside that, we have a hive with two mediums. And so the medium uh, with the deep, that's the one that had the high temperatures. The thermal imaging suggested that the cluster was, in fact, very close to the um, temperature sensor, which is no surprise. And that's really why I think, obviously, the uh, temperature was much warmer. It was picking up the warmth from the cluster that was immediately beneath it. The um, deep with the two mediums, or the uh, just the three-box tree pad hive, the clusters appeared to be in the sort of center of the main deep, leaving uh, two boxes above without any bee activity, and the, and the sensor above that, which would explain the colder temperature. And the uh, two two medium with uh, the double medium boxes. Um, the hive was somewhat centrally located, but because there were mediums, um, there wasn't much of a distance, I think, between the cluster, which allowed it to also warm somewhat. Not as much as the first, but the other. So the thermal imaging is very important to help you understand, first of all, if, you're, if your bees are okay, if you don't have any internal uh, humidity or temperature monitoring. But also you want to know where they are if you have that kind of uh, monitoring, so you can sort of understand where they're at. The the three uh, boxes, the deep and the two medium, is probably a mistake because that that's such a large area. Now, during the summer and spring, there were there was so much bee activity. They were just exploding that hive, and I should have left them alone, but I added a box on top of a box and ended up with three. And then some of the um, um, comb that the bees made in the in the upper box was attached to the lower causing where and, and I tried to look at it thinking, well if I take this box off it's going to be quite a mess and rather than do that I, I thought well this would be a good research um, hive for the winter where we can see um, how they will do will they survive because they all have the moisture blanket on top which should allow for the humidity 
uh, to not be a problem or, or drippage from the uh, condensation. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I mean, w how this hive survives, what, what happens in the spring. Um, so that's been very exciting. We've also noticed in a number of hives, they've, they've brought out some of their um, dead colleagues who didn't make it through the worker bees. Um, but, but all the hives are fairly active in the sense of when we look at the internal activity through temperature and humidity. Now in planning um, for this year, we're, we're looking at, you know, how, how many hives do we have? We're going into the winter with 31 hives. The general attrition rate is thought to be about 15%, which means we may lose anywhere from three to five hives naturally. Who knows how many more after that? And the other debate I have right now is, do we do a formic acid treatment in the spring or not? I'm thinking we will because um, for some of our splits, they didn't have any treatment because they were split late in the season. Uh, and it's the same for our swarms uh, that we caught. Uh, we caught two different swarms. Now the log hive, by definition, it'd be very difficult to treat with formic just because of the way the um, frames are, are posted. Uh, there isn't a lot of room and there's really no place to put them. Whereas with the Langstroth hives, I could put them uh, on the screen just below the wood shavings, which would, be, for most of the hives, probably be adequate to, to get a good uh, control of mites. So we may do that. I'm just not sure on the others. Um, the other thought is with the log hives to be, you know, just let them go and see how they handle life without any uh, specific treatment. It's a bit risky. Um, the good news is because our hives are, are spread out over the property, I don't believe we're going to have a lot of drift unless it's intentional drift. Because the the bees, for example, living in the log hive are quite a distance from any other t uh, log hives. Uh, there's probably a Langstroth within 25 feet, but I mean, I'm sure the bees will know that a Langstroth isn't a log hive. <laughs> so that, that should stop that problem. But it'll be interesting to see what transpires as we get through the winter. One other final point, uh, we have regulations in Ontario and I've been reviewing them because I'm actually creating an online class, a beginner beekeeping. Um, and in reviewing the, uh, the regulations, you really are not supposed to leave a hive abandoned. So let's say you have a hive and the bees die for whatever reason or abscond or leave. You're not supposed to leave the comb or the wax or anything else, which makes me wonder what happens in nature if there's a log hive out there in an old, uh, old tree. Because by nature, what usually happens is different pests move in and eat the honey and wax. And, and when it's all cleaned out, eventually a new swarm comes in. So it's sort of that life cycle of that log or that space. Um, so we're going to have to debate that once we start losing hives that are, in fact, our log hives. We have uh, a total of five, but most came in late in the season after swarming was finished. So we only have one swarm in one of those that I featured on a number of uh, videos and podcasts. Now, the other news at wildflowerbeefarm.com where if you go, you can watch all the videos for free. You can uh, let us know what you think. We're, we are working on a teacher curriculum that will be have a paywall in front of it. But uh, for most of you just watching the videos, you can just go and watch them and, and see what we're doing and, and learn from us at wildflowerbeefarm.com. We're also on Instagram. Uh, post probably two to four times a week more in the summer obviously but go have a look and comment and follow us on Instagram we put a lot of information up there as it comes comes due 
uh, from the farm. So I'm Hank from the Wildflower Bee Farm. We're also looking, I'm sorry, I forgot. We're also looking at the spring of doing live Facebook shows where we'll actually be around the hive and, and we'll have the, um, the video going and, and you may even be able to ask questions. I'm not sure how that's going to work. I, I, the problem is there's no opportunity to edit and there's no opportunity to do any of that. So it's gonna be just raw footage as we go. But I think there's some benefit to just letting you experience whatever's happening that day without actually being there and I'll keep you posted on that. So I'm Hank from the Wildflower Bee Farm. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you soon.